Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. Joining me, as always, is my good friend and partner in crime, Rob Langevin. Rob, it's been a dang minute. We had the FA Cup break. We've also had all these European fixtures with the Champions League and the Europa League teams. But we're finally back talking FPL in anticipation for what I really hope is Game Week 26, otherwise I wrote it down wrong. Um, so, uh, A, how have you been? And B, are you excited for the return of FPL? Uh, first off, welcome back. And yeah, I'm excited. Of course I'm excited. With all these, uh, these wishy-washy games going on and these wishy-washy tournaments with their trophies and stuff. We don't play fantasy and that stuff. We don't really care. We do care about it because it does have a direct correlation or reflection on our fantasy teams. But no, now is the, uh... The stretch run, as we like to call it, you know, week 26, as you said, we are, you are correct, is the, the first set of blank weeks for everybody. So now I think everybody who actually pays attention to fantasy uh, Premier League is actually starting to pay attention again or more intuitively. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting stretch here. We got 26 with blanks, 27 should be a normal week. And then we jump right into the, uh, the secondary blank, which is worse than the, this week in week 28 but yeah it's gonna be i'm excited i'm excited to be back um i hope i'm glad to have everybody else back hope you're all listening hope you're all fat and healthy and uh wishing wishing wayne shaw a healthy goodbye and buying him a meat pie because he has (laughs) he has been dismissed from sutton i think that's the most important fantasy or soccer news of the day so we'll get we'll we'll, i'll get that out of the way we'll push it up i mean he might stop more things than bravo though who knows oh i don't know (laughs) Probably not. I, I don't. I don't know. You know that that'd be a good debate. I mean, I don't know. Just on girth, he'd be able to do it alone. But I mean, yeah, mathematically, he'd just be more in the way. One would. Yeah, assume. I mean, I, I need a. We need somebody who's good at math. Like, is body size for a goalkeeper more intuitive to him being good? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to take a guess and say <laughs> no, since he's the only one with that body type. Well, I know if you both if you drop them both off the, the Empire State Building, they're going to land at the same time. Physics, yes, <laughs> science, getting stuff done. Yeah, science. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was pretty tragic. Uh, you mentioned that we have these double blanks. We uh, prepared you for this a couple weeks back with our. Uh, if you have Alexis and Zlatan, which <laughs> one would you prefer to hold on to? Uh, did you uh, make that choice? Did you hold on to one or the other or neither? Uh, I transferred Ibra out last last game week, so and I went to Lukaku, went to Blankaku, who disappointed us like we all knew he was going to, and then this week I will get Sanchez out because there's no reason to have Sanchez in because now he's double blanking. 
So that's no fun for anybody involved who is a an Arsenal owner and United at double blanks as well. So, um, so if you're listening to this for fantasy advice on what to do with that, um, get rid of them, skip 27, roll your chances, and then bring them back in for 29 if you so choose. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I thought I was going to get rid of Alexis. I haven't as of yet. Um, but thinking about 27, obviously he's not going to be as good as other options. Um, mm-hmm. And <laughs> in an article like two weeks ago, I guess it was, I did say that people should swap Alexis for Mane. Not because I think that Mane is better, but because three weeks of Mane is obviously better than one week of Alexis. Yeah. Uh, but when it came down to it, I just didn't want to pull that trigger. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean it's I, it's understandable. I mean, you and everybody else's brother is is bringing in Sadio Mane right now. You know, he's been brought in two hundred thousand times. You know, so currently it's probably going to be way up above three hundred thousand by the time there that they kick off on Saturday. Um, you know, it's a it's a nice move because you know Liverpool doesn't blank like you mentioned. Uh, Mane is in some some type of form right now, and because Liverpool does have a propensity, or you know, people remember when Liverpool used to score a lot of goals. Um, he is a proven fantasy commodity, so I think he's a, a, a direct, natural, you know, switch over. Um, I personally don't agree right now because I think he's being transferred in too much, and I think too many people are going in that way. That I think there's too many, there's other differentials on his own team that you should probably look at. But that's just me. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't particularly make that move, but obviously <laughs> we'll get into the money stuff more and start set later. Um, now, usually uh, at this stage, we do a little bit of. Uh, Either or, which we started about a month back and have really enjoyed. The funny thing about not doing this show for about two weeks is that I uh, forgot to do this, so we'll let Rob go first while I scrounge up some names. I can give out three or four. And you All can right, just, yeah, let's we just can, do you. Yeah, you know, um, <clears throat> as Kevin mentioned, we like to just compare. These are guys either, you know, firmly on the tip of everybody's mind that the transfer market have similar price tags. Or, you know, have, you know, in this in this case, there's probably a lot of uh, questions going around about teams that don't blank and which team you should maybe commit yourself to. Um, so I'll start off with one. And I already mentioned it. Uh, Sadio Mane is bringing in being transferred in at an ad nauseal rate right now. And uh, I think there's other options on Liverpool, Kev. Um, so for the next three game weeks, would you rather have an 8.2 uh, Philippe Coutinho or an 8.4 Roberto Firmino? Oh, man, that is a great question. Roberto Firmino continues to be the most frustrating stat player I've seen in quite some time. If you look Mm -hmm. at just his stats, he should be doing so much better. But the eye test doesn't really confirm that, if that makes any sense. like The shots don't feel like they're about to be goals. The the balls that he's putting in that are counting his chances created don't feel like they're about to be goals. Um I'd probably lean Coutinho, although he definitely has not looked spectacular since coming back. Obviously, the 2-0 win over Tottenham was a uh, big one for the club on the whole. And I don't want to excuse Tottenham's performance because we just got outplayed on the on the whole by Liverpool. But that was very kind of fast-breaky. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coutinho tends to be a little more impactful when he can control the ball more, when they aren't kind of bypassing the midfield. But yeah, I'd, I'd probably just trust Coutinho. Firmino has just burned up so much goodwill this season. It's just hard to rationalize <clears throat> having him still. But I mean, the price still isn't that bad. I assume his ownership isn't that high. Because I assume a lot of people are thinking like me, where they're just kind of tired of him. But yeah, I'd, I'd probably roll Coutinho. Yeah, the, the thing I like about them is, um, you know, I don't have the dead team stacks in front of me, stats in front of me, but uh, 
Firmino is owned in 10.5% of leagues. That is not accounting for dead teams, so there's probably that number is probably closer to like 6%, I would say, because I believe the, the, the amount of dead or zombie teams right now is close to 44% of the mm-hmm. total number of players in the universe. Uh, Coutinho's ownership is 17.3, but that number is way higher than anybody else because a lot of the zombie teams vanished after he went on injury, you know, oh, right around right, Christmas. Right. <clears throat> so I think he's probably hit that number's probably halved, probably about 8%. Um, yeah, you know what? I, I got to give the nod here to Philippe Coutinho. Uh, I know everybody, listen, Sadio Mane came on and he scored two goals the last game week, and that's why everybody is, is thinking Mane is the natural uh, inclusionary player here because two goals is freshly on their mind. They saw what he did in the game. But does anybody remember when Philippe Coutinho, before he got hurt and did all these things, that he was basically the best player on Liverpool before he got hurt? I mean, that was my opinion. For fantasy, I thought he was the best player. I mean, I could be wrong. It's just my opinion. But at 8.2, coming back uh, healthy now, having an extra week off to be help, even more healthier, I think he's full. I think he's probably full on now for a full 90. That's one people's you know strain of contention with him that I don't. they don't think he's going to be fit. Firmino is the more fit player that he plays 90. I think Coutinho is basically back to full fitness now. And at eight dot two, I'm all, I'm jumping all over it as a as an anti Mane differential this week. I mean, uh, Mane has gone up so many in price so many times. He's up to nine nine dot three currently right now. You know, he's gone up twice already this week, and he'll probably go up one more time with the amount of being transfers he's being transferred in. Hmm. So I mean, it, it's a time of year to look for differentials. Listen, if you're if you're in, if you're in first place in your mini league. And you don't need to chase points. You just want to cover yourself. Money is your is your is your play. If you're in the position where you're about you know sixty to hundred points behind and you need to make up a little bit of a difference, Coutinho is your play, or Firmino is your play. Whatever you ch- whatever you choose. But I'm I'm telling you to, to lean Coutinho. I think Coutinho is the better the better asset for the next three weeks. Um, yeah. But it all it all depends on where you where you're sitting, what you want to do, and how you want to make up your team for the next three weeks, and then where you sit in your mini leagues. That's the big you know with the stretch run here of, of 12, 13 games left. You this this is about where people are in money leagues in in you know the mini leagues, and they want to make up make up distance. Money is the is the is the lemming pick here. You know, look at like I said, two hundred thousand in. That's nothing to sneeze at. That's a lot of transfers in. for nine three now too because of that surge. <clears throat> yeah. Absolutely, and he's probably going to go up again. He's going up twice. He's going to go up one more time, probably. Yeah. And Coutinho's at eight dot two. So what Coutinho's I will say, all- sorry, what I will say about Liverpool on the whole is I don't really love their next five matches, but specifically in twenty six and twenty eight, Leicester and Burnley aren't bad matches, especially because that Burnley matches at home. Um, but if you look at Liverpool's run in of Bournemouth, Stoke, West Brom, Palace, Watford, Southampton, West Ham, Middlesbrough, that Middlesbrough match at home as well. I mean that you're gonna want a Liverpool player for that. So I, I unless you are, you know, planning ahead for uh, double game weeks, mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of people, if you're bringing in a Liverpool player now, just be sure you get the one that you really want because it'll be hard once we hit April to ever take them out because yeah. you'll want to have a representative from those teams and they're good matchups. And it takes a lot of guts to replace a player with another player from the same team. Yeah, well, you, I'm also not a bad, I'm, you know, I'm not also against people bringing in two Liverpool players for the for these three games. I mean, if you look at the teams that don't blank in in either game week, Liverpool has the best the best tools in the shed here. You know, they have Coutinho, they have Mane, they have Lallana, they have Firmino, they have, you know, even Milner. if you wanted, <laughs> yeah, ex- Milner. You know, I mean, that that's pretty much all the fantasy assets they have. You're not going to roll. You may roll with a, a Liverpool defender if if you so choose. If you want to go with a Matip, or if you trust that Klein is going to be 
awesome or they'll get clean sheet guarantees, then sure. But I'm not against, I'm not fully against. You know, everybody's you know maxing out their teams with three Everton players. You know, they're doing three West Brom players. Uh, but why not three Liverpool players here? Because you know they they have the best assets. Yeah, they're more expensive than everybody else. But I mean, I'm not against it. I it'll probably be something I do maybe in week 26 or into 28 if I'm looking to you know maybe capitalize on their stretch run like you mentioned, which is very tasty. They don't really, they have one or two matchups that may be tricky for them. But Liverpool's a top club. They should be scoring in pretty much against every one of those teams. So you know from fantasy you know aspect of that, you're basically trying to monopolize on Liverpool trying being scoring more than their opponent because. You're not really investing in Liverpool defenders, so you don't really care if they get a clean sheet. You want guys that are going to either give the give the ball to the guy who's going to score, or you're going to have the guy that scores. So having two Liverpool, you know, midfielders from here on out for the rest of the season isn't isn't the worst idea I've ever heard. Yeah, I, I uh, I'd probably be hesitant to do that, but I can definitely understand why some people would want double coverage there. Um, oh, but don't get their defenders. Don't be dumb. You're smarter than that. <laughs> uh, who else? Who else do you want to discuss? Uh, <clears throat> all right. I I got a tricky one, which is kind of like a vague one, and then I got a, I got a, a cheap. Everybody likes cheapy guys, so we'll we'll throw the cheapy one out there. Um, both these guys don't blank either weeks. Is again, this is pretty much gonna be the theme of the of this probably uh, this section here because it's fun because people are trying to plan until you know week twenty eight without having you know blanks or missing guys on the roster. Mm. So it's the pretty much informed West Brom midfielder James Morrison at four dot seven, yeah. or the intriguing. West Ham winger Sofian Faguli, who's been looked fairly, fairly good since Payet is basically out of the picture at five dot oh. Yeah. What, inter- I, they're both they're both gambles. You know, I'm I'm saying yeah. they're you know they're both like you're basically your fifth mid, fourth or fifth midfielder. But with the the blank weeks, you know, they become a little bit more intriguing. And you know, Matt Morrison's been scoring, and Faguli had a great game last last uh, match. He had twelve points. You know, so I'm. What's your take, Kev? You think either one of those guys can continue, or which one would you invest in for the, the next three games? I think both are very interesting options because neither are top two or maybe even top three options at their club. Um, probably part of the reason why they're as cheap as they are. I think Foguli is more involved uh, in play at West Ham at the moment. Like uh, on our last show, we propped up Nasser Chadley, and then he backed that up with a very good performance. Um, but like at West Brom, you'd still probably rather have Chadley or Phillips or Rondon. But Morrison has been doing the business. Uh, at West Ham, you got to assume that things will continue to improve now that uh, Snodgrass is actually getting minutes. It looks like Foguli has that right wing spot for now. But, I mean, you and I have talked before in the past. That is the most question mark position for West Ham. Mm-hmm. Um, because you still have uh, Mikhail Antonio. You still have Andre Ayew. Uh, who could all vie there? They could push Snodgrass out there. That's largely where he was playing for Hull. So it'll it'll be interesting to how break how it breaks down. As a player, I'd probably take Faguli. I loved uh, the player he was at Valencia, not last year, but <laughs> the years before that. Last year he was kind of garbage, um, which is why he got to leave on a free. But uh, I think Morrison's situation feels a little more firm at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would probably lean. Listen, uh, like you said, I think the West Brom options are probably more pronounced. Everybody probably owns a West Brom defender. It's either McCauley or Brunt or Neom or, you know, in, insert maybe Craig Dawson. 
you know, one of the, one of those guys on defense. I think that West Brom defender is pretty much a, a must for the next three weeks, only because of what they're what they're doing and it's not blanking, and that their capabilities and what they the propensity what they show. McCauley can you know get a goal. Brunt's pretty good with his foot and assists. He just takes a lot of corners. So I think one of those guys is probably needed. Then through the midfield, you know, like you said, you know, there's Matty Phillips lying in the weeds, waiting to do something again, waiting to be fantasy relevant. And then <clears throat> we peeped Nasser Chadley last week, who looks looks like he's pretty much, you know, in the captain's chair in the middle of the pitch there for them. You know, you got to select one of those two. And then you get to the forward spot. You know, Rondon is probably one of the top four or five options of guys who don't double, you know, don't blank in any weeks because of what their fixtures look like and that he doesn't blank and his price tag you know i know he he has he's let people down in the past but his price is middle of the road it's in the sixes so you know there's there's room there that you can go laterally to a rondon take the you know roll the dice there that's that's the one reason i don't think that jim james morrison would be the pick there because i think i would pick phillips or chadley over him at midfield i definitely want a west brom defender and i'd probably roll the dice on rondon being more significantly more you know imp, you know important to the to the baggies doing something offensively uh so that's why i probably i'd probably roll with uh, sofian faguli here only because west ham <clears throat> i don't i'm not a buyer i'm not a believer in antonio right now i think that he's on his way down uh, and then who else? Who else are you trusting there? You're, you're not owning a West Ham defender. Cresswell is not in the picture. Masuaku is definitely not in the picture. You know, maybe maybe Andy Carroll if you if you want to roll the dice if if you think he's healthy enough to to go this stretch without getting hurt. That that's why I think if you're looking for a good punt fifth midfielder, Sofian Faguli is the guy. I think West Ham's in a position right now where I think they have to push him to see what they have because yeah yeah they have Andre Ayew there. But you know they could put Ayu at you know anywhere. They could put him on the opposite side of the field. They could put him at striker. They could do whatever they want with him. I think Fugu, they're trying to find a place for Guli on the on the pitch. And I think this is his, his stretch where he may show that what they brought him in, you know, the transfer fee that they paid for him. I think this is what they're going to try to see what they can get out of him. So I'd, I'd roll with I'd roll with Fuguli there if you're looking for a fifth midfielder and that you know five and lower price rank. Um, all right, so my last one. <clears throat> mm-hmm. it's, this one's kind of like a team it's like a team selective thing here but it's it's for a defender would you take a Hull defender or would you take a Burnley defender for the next three games ooh this is an interesting one um, also worth a shout Alfie Mawson who Love for him. no reason has three goals in five matches um, but uh, sorry it was between Burnley and Hull I mean that's Burnley and Hull I, I like <laughs> Renakia um, I've always mm-hmm. liked Andy Robertson, although he's been disappointing. But at his price, it's hard to be too disappointed, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the, the all-important thing uh, here is that um, Burnley have four straight away matches. Mm-hmm. And while they're amazing at home, they're not particularly great away. Mm-hmm. Uh, man. Yeah, it, it's they- insane to say, but ever since... Um, I forget his name. Marshall but Hull brought Silva. in a defensive midfielder uh, on deadline day that plugged in immediately. Oh, what's his name? Nah, anyway, Enj- I forget. But Enjai? Hmm? Enjai? What? Enjai? Oh, Enjai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all of a sudden, they've looked a lot better. Renaki has provided stability there at the back while they're without Curtis Davis. <laughs> um, uh, Abdula- El- 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 on the right. Alabduawi. <laughs> uh, there you go. Has looked better than El Mohamedi. Uh, and like I said, I already like Andy Robertson. Um, we're seeing the best out of Jakubovic again. Don't forget Harry Maguire. I did forget Harry Maguire. That is rude. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I go whole. I mean, what Marco Silva has done there has just been 
incredible. I, I like Burnley's talent on the whole more. And the upside is much higher for Burnley when they're at home, whereas mm-hmm. Hull's kind of a punt every week. But uh, yeah, I, I guess in theory I'd go Hull, but but again, largely because uh, Burnley do have four consecutive away matches. Yeah, I, I, I'm all over Hull right now. I think Hull is a great, cheap investment, basically for the rest of the year. They have they have seven home games left, and what what Marco Silva has been able to do with them at home has has been predominantly different than what we saw before anybody else was there. Um, their next four. Burn, they actually face off against Burnley this week at home. They're at Leicester. They're home for Swansea, and then they're at Everton. Whereas uh, Burnley has a, has the Liverpool match in Week 28 mixed in there. That makes their schedule look a little bad. They have Sunderland, and uh, I can't remember the other team. But anyway, yeah, hold, hold right now from an investment value. I mean, Harry Maguire at 4.4 owns in 0.3 percent of leagues. I mean, if you're looking for a cheap entry point into, you know. I can't say that Hull's going to shut anybody out, but I, I basically brought this up because I wanted to show out Hull's basically in the bottom three defensively in the Premier, and Burnley is in the top eight, I believe, overall because of what they do at home. So that's why I wanted to bring out like, like a, an obnoxious stat like that because people overlook uh, you know that stat because oh Burnley looks good on paper, but they don't play at home in the next four, whereas Hull has two home fixtures in that in that, and they're, they have some okay matchups. So I think Hull is the investment value here. Whereas if you look at the ownership of some of their defenders, you know their their most owned defender is Lenahan, who hasn't played in God knows how long. I don't think I haven't <laughs> seen him. I haven't seen him in the pitch all year, and yep. he hasn't played a single minute this entire year. And that's their most owned defender at three point. He's three point nine owned in one point four percent. There's differentials all around on Hull right now. Yeah, I'd agree. <clears throat> okay, my last question for you, Kev, is. What we saw in the Champions League today from Man City—it wasn't—it wasn't the greatest, you know, defensive struggle between two teams I've ever seen. True, but but I know City has that that uh, the secondary run next week in the FA Cup. Yep. Sergio Aguero, yes or no after week twenty-eight? Uh, can I say let's see what happens between now and then? Well, I mean, that's sure. that's three more weeks of Aguero having to stay fit. Oh, absolutely. And see what Pep is doing rotation wise. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the injury to Gabriel Jesus helps a lot because we saw in December that mm-hmm. Pep does not trust Ije Nacho uh, the way Ije Nacho had been trusted in the past years. Mm-hmm. I guess it was really just last year uh, under uh, Pellegrini. But um, yeah, I mean, listen, he, talent wise, he's still probably the best, if not one of the best strikers in the Premier League. So if mm-hmm. he's on form, he's somebody that has to be considered. Although I will say, because people sold out on him so long ago, I don't think many teams will be able to get back up to his price uh, without having to wild card. Yeah. See, he's a perfect – by week 34, which is when the double game weeks are going to be pretty much you know scheduled, which is the, they have West Brom that week. And the, one of these game makeup games is going to be either Stoke or who I can't remember who they blanked against this week. Um Will be will be made up in thirty four and then possibly thirty six or thirty seven. Mm. So by week thirty four, Sergio Aguero will probably be ridiculously owned because of those double game weeks. So I mean, yes, you don't. Ha- yes, you should probably want him. But if you look at them in between fixtures there after week twenty eight, which they're probably going to blank if, as long as they take care of business in the FA Cup. In week twenty nine, they have Liverpool. In week thirty, they have Arsenal. In week thirty one, they have Chelsea, and then they have Hull at they have Hull at home, Southampton in between the double game week, a possible double game week there. So those three fixtures, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, is when you should probably just, you know what, 
I'm going to avoid Sergio Aguero for those three. And then after that, you'll pretty much know where the double game weeks are. You could set yourself up a little bit better. And you could probably, you know, throw darts at whatever strikers you want to invest in for those double game weeks. So uh, trust me, I know Sergio Aguero is being transferred in a little bit. He's getting a little love right now. So um, so be, ten- be patient. He's 12.7. He, he's going to blank twice in between now and then. Um, you know, he's being transferred in and out. It's basically about even. So some people are buying in, trying to, you know, maybe save a shekel here. But it, Aguero is definitely a weight. I just wanted to bring it up because it's fresh on everybody's mind if they watch the uh, Champions League today, that what they saw, you know. Um, so mm. in, invest wisely. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. Um, <clears throat> price changes. <clears throat> there were far too many of them. In between us knowing who was going to blank in 28. It was really yeah, frustrating crazy. watching players that people want to be continually rising without very any further information. Yeah, very speculative by uh, a lot of owners. I think there was a – it's people were either jumping the shark and trying to get ahead of the price changes or they were trying to figure out who wouldn't blank and fig- try to figure it out and get lucky. Um, so, yeah, on the price ups, uh, Yakupovich is the only goalie to go up. I just mentioned Hull. I think Hull is a good differential. His price is an awesome, you know, secondary goaltender. Um, for anybody who's still rolling with Joel, Jordan Pickford as their second goalie, me, myself included. Uh, <laughs> and if I wanted to change a goalie midseason, I would, but I, I don't do it until I wild card, so I probably will ignore it. Uh, on defense, we got Ben Mee. We talked about the Burnley defense. They have three away games in, in, in a row. Not good. Uh, look elsewhere for help. David Luiz has gone up. They blank in week 28, Chelsea. Uh, I think people are trying to look for that Chelsea differential defender uh, in David Luiz. Everybody owns Azpulcueta. Everybody owns Alonso. They're trying to capitalize on the Swansea fixture. Good for you. He still blanks in 28. Uh, Seamus Coleman's gone up. Probably one of the better defenders in the, in the league. He should go up because they don't blank. Uh, Maya Yoshida's gone up. They blank in week 26. I don't get that one at all. On to the midfield. Alex Wobie's gone up. Uh, no, there's nothing there. I don't think that people are paying attention. Arsenal blanks twice. Uh, Ed Nazard has gone up. I think this is a direct correlation of people trying to transfer uh, Alexis Sanchez money to the next available best talent. That's basically all it is. Ed Nazard is the next highest, highest priced guy close to him, next to uh, obviously besides Kevin De Bruyne. But, you know, De Bruyne blanks as well. So Ed Nazard blanks as well, too. Guess what? Uh, also on midfield, Ross Barkley. Uh, he's a differential with no blank. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Morrison went up. He's a differential at blank, but you save money. Uh, and then also on on forwards, it's Diego Costa's gone up. I think this is uh, uh, people who are transferring from Ibra to Costa for the week, and then we'll move on to another move after this to, in, to keep the money about the same. Lukaku's gone up. Obviously, he's probably the best option that doesn't blank across the slates, uh, so he should obviously go up. And then Jermaine Defoe has gone up as well, which is a funny one because they blank in week 28. So... Kind of, it's kind of a weird one. I don't get it. Um, yeah, people you know, made their moves I, too early and yeah. did them r- wrong. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't, get, I don't get that. Week, week twenty-eight, Sunderland blanks, but before that, I don't think I can't. They don't have, you know, they play. They're at Man. They play home to Man City, and then they're at Everton. Those are not two. Those are two not great games. I don't get it. Anyway. <laughs> But those are the price ups. On the price downs, there was a ton of price downs. I, I just I, I henpecked some some of the names. Uh, Fraser Forster has gone down. Southampton is just bad. They're just not fit form, whatever. Uh, a pair of Bournemouth defenders has gone down. Cook and Smith. The Bournemouth defenders are not where you want to invest anything right now. I know they don't blank. Um, Bournemouth is just not right now. They're they're like riding a tandem bike with with three legs. I don't get it. Um, 
Their last clean sheet for Bournemouth was nine games ago, and they've let up 18 goals during that time. That's that's not good at all. Um, <clears throat> Phil Jones has gone gone down. Happy birthday, Phil Jones! It was your birthday today when we're recording this. Uh, they they blank twice. So by the way, best happy birthday song is Stevie Wonder's. If you disagree, you're wrong. Sure, I cool. agree. All right, yeah, good. I just so, thought that yeah. was important to, to mention. Also, Phil Jones. Phil Jones. Uh, yeah. <laughs> somebody yesterday, uh, somebody takes to me holleration in this dancery, and that has to be the first Mary J. Blige reference I've heard in quite some time. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't heard it. I haven't heard a Mary J. reference in God knows how long. Yeah, there should be more. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. She's phenomenal. She's she's really short and she can sing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's her. It's her and the Lollipop Guild for under five foot singers. <laughs> well, Shakira is four eleven, and it's even kind of loosely relevant to this because she's married to uh, Gerard Piquet. Yeah, but she's had Piquet inside of her. You can't root for somebody that's had sex with Gerard Piquet. I'm I sorry. Mean, okay, yeah, I can, I can get on board with that. Yeah, see, see you about to argue with it, and you're like, all right, Jeep, Gerard Piquet, you're. Yeah, I was like, sure, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Phil Jones, happy birthday! Double blank, gone down in price. Alexis, double blank. Going down a price. Mesut Ozil, everybody saw with the performance you did in the Champions League, and you're blanking and you're garbage. Uh, Junior Stanislaus, Bournemouth is bad. Uh, Philippe Coutinho, I've talked about him. I'm going to talk about him some more when we get to start sits because I'm going to want it. It's a good, it's good for all of us because his price went down. Um, it's probably going to be the last week that it goes down because I think if, if he does something this week, it's going to go back up. Uh, Paul Pogba has gone down. Uh, he's blanking, and results are not there consistently. And a question mark one for you, Kev. Christian Eriksen has gone down. Yeah. His last four weeks, two, three, three, and two. Any any concerns there, considering his ownership rate is where it is? Yeah. And Spurs' upcoming fixtures could be oh could be decent enough for a fantasy output, maybe? Yeah. Um, my first concern is that the Tottenham attack on the whole has slowed down. So yeah. I don't think you can own two anymore. Yeah, four, um, four goals in their last five games. Yeah, which is obviously not ideal. Erickson in particular, I had a tweet kind of blow up during the FA Cup um, <laughs> match, which was the last time Erickson scored a free kick was 2015 against Swansea when he did it wow. twice. The wow. corners have been poor. Uh, we've been playing a lot more short corners, which obviously the less that are going in, the less likely it is that any of them uh, get nodded into the back of the goal. Uh, I I do think Erickson is losing some stock um, mm-hmm. right now. The I currently have Erickson and Kane, but if I had to pick one, I'd just stick with Kane right now. The hat trick was pretty inspiring uh, at the weekend, and kind of just reminded that Kane's just a player that you kind of stick with, mm-hmm. uh, and the goals will come. Don't worry about it. By the end of the season, he'll have twenty plus. So you know, just trust that's going to come, and don't really worry about it. Uh, twenty eight being a blank. Um, was a surprise considering how poorly all the matches have been uh, going into that uh, match against Fulham in the FA Cup. But yeah, I mean, I can understand why Erickson's price is going down. I am not able to take him out now because I obviously had to worry about players with blanks more than I have to worry about players that are disappointing at the moment. Mm-hmm. But if people have that liberty, I, I can definitely see why they're doing it. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I'm not saying completely sell Christian Erickson because. The, the talent level that's there for the next three weeks and people not investing in people who don't have blanks or any of that. And he does have a blank at 28, but he does play Stoke at home, Everton at home, and then right after the, the blank, he plays Southampton at home. So three home fixtures in a row, that's 
I don't know if I'd sell him right. I don't, he might. I'd probably more you know inclined, like we said, I'd sell Alexis Sanchez before I, before I sold Christian Erickson, just because you know the double blank speaks volumes over the the single blank. But I, I still think there's there's some fantasy you know playability with Erickson. I'm not completely saying that he's going to come out and score ten goals in the next three games because Spurs just doesn't look like that team right now. But I wouldn't sell right away. But that's just me. Yeah. All right. Back. So back into the price downs. Matty Phillips, lack of production, is gone. He's fallen off a cliff. Called that, uh, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we did. We we definitely did. Uh, and then on the forwards, there's there was a couple no names, but I'll pick out two. Ebra's gone down obviously because of the double blank. People are shifting to Kane or Costa for the two weeks, and then figuring out what they're going to do after that. And then Christian Benteke, uh, just no production. One goal in his last uh, what is that? Eleven games. That's not very good. Um, yeah, it's it's a shame because Palace has the good has talent. They're like the runaway runaway like milk cart, is what they are. Mm. I wish they I wish they were better for fantasy and they're just not. Yeah. So that concludes the price ups and price downs, Kevin. Great. Do you want to take a quick break? Surely. And we're back. How 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 was y'all's break? Was it good? Was the it break nice? Was good. I took a trip to Mexico. I had a siesta and some yeah. tequila. Yeah, I, I uh, went down to Colombia. I just uh, finished Narcos, which is a very good show. Anybody that's watched that show needs to watch the 30 for 30 uh, Tale of Two Escobars, mm-hmm. which was incredibly well done. Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> that was a weird aside. But yeah, I was in Colombia, uh, and it was <laughs> great. Um, oh, what is that dish that I had? I forget, but it was like a slow roasted pork with like this like weirdly orange sauce. So- oh, it was just the best, the best thing ever. Also, uh, it was the first time I had kale, and uh, I hate white people kale now because that was the first kale I had, and it was so flavorful. And everybody else just tastes like leafy nonsense. Yeah, I like kale. I can get, on, I get on, I get on the board with. Do kale. you massage the kale first, though? Well, you're supposed to. You're supposed yeah. to, you know, open like the. Roll it. Yeah, yeah. 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 You're supposed to open it so it, it the flat it florets or whatever. Why does that work? I don't know. Um, gravity. I don't know. Hmm. I'm blaming the guy who made Fig Newtons. Interesting. <laughs> As we all know, Sir Isaac Newton, founder of the Fig Newton. Fig Newton. Um. <laughs> what came first, grab? What came? Gra- what came first, figs or gravity? Yeah, it wasn't actually an apple that fell on his head. It was a fig. Duh. I mean, that's yeah, clearly what absolutely. that came from. And he, and, he trapped it with, and he trapped it into a shortbread soft cookie. <laughs> yeah, he was just holding open a book made out of shortbread. The fig landed in it. He's like, oh, no, and then just closed it and then took a bite out of it. See? It's a story Boom. we all know. It's a tale as it, old as time. History revealed on the fantasy <laughs> round table. The more you know. Psh- that was the shooting yeah. star for those that remember what? that. Yeah, I used to love that. Yeah, it was the best. Hey, yeah. let's talk about start sits. My sure. forward start is Harry Kane. He's 11.2, like I just said. He's the Tottenham player that's the most ownable right now. Uh, he had not been inspiring loads of confidence, but the FA Cup hat trick definitely helps. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I just think it's like a good uh, shooter in basketball getting a free throw. Where it's just good to see the ball go in and be like, <laughs> oh, right, that. I should oh, that. Muscle memory. Yeah, I should do more of that. Um, it wasn't just Kane's fault, though. As we said, Tottenham have kind of been struggling lately, but Stoke should be a good opportunity uh, to turn that around. Tottenham are averaging over two goals per game against Stoke in the last five matches uh, against them, and Kane has three goals in the last two matches against Stoke. So 
Uh, this should be a good uh, get good game for Tottenham. Uh, Lukaku and Costu and Costu. <laughs> and that, is that where you buy in bulk? Yeah, Lukaku and Costco seem uh, like must owns. Costa probably the more trustworthy, but Lukaku playing both 26 and 28, I think balances that out. As I texted you the other day, I was like, what should I do? And you're like, both. And I was like, maybe neither. We'll see. Um, uh, in midfield, uh, we talked about West Ham a little bit earlier. I'm going to go with Snodgrass. We already kind of passed on Mane, who is the obvious play, most transferred in player. Blah, 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 blah. I don't like him at 9.3. <laughs> Snodgrass is much more in my price range uh, and should absolutely be considered a great option now that he's starting for West Ham. Uh, he is still a top 15 midfielder uh, and is top five in crosses, despite having played at least two matches fewer than everyone ahead of him. That's 188 minutes. So, like, legitimately two full matches. Uh, and he plays 26 and 28 uh, and will face just one top 10 defense in his next five matches. Uh, I know you mentioned Otsul being super awful. Not saying you should bring him in now at all because of the blanks. But he is top five in successful crosses and chances created in the last five weeks. So just kind of keep an eye on that. I assume his price will continue to drop because everybody thinks he's been the most awful player of all time. But some of the stats are starting to come back up. So just kind of keep an eye on that. Uh, for defenses, uh, Chelsea, Tottenham, and Everton are kind of the obvious choices. But Middlesbrough have the third best away defense in the league uh, with just 13 goals allowed. So keep an eye on them uh, against the Crystal Palace side that have definitely been struggling. Rob, who you got? Uh, I'll start in defense. It's basically a repeat of everything I said already. On defense, uh, grab a whole defender. Harry Maguire, 4.4, owning 3% of leagues. Um, you know, look look at what they've done. They've Hull's better team un, under Marco Silva at home, period. Uh, through midfield, I've talked about the Liverpool conundrum that everybody's going through. Firmino, Coutinho, and Mane. Just look at the transferred in rates. It's sick in favor of not the guy I want. Mane's 185,000 right now. Firmino, 18,000. Lalana is even being more transferred in more than my guy. Actually, yeah, he is. Mm. That's, that's true. And I'm picking Philippe Coutinho. I think the, the extra rest, the extra time off is going to help him. His 8.2 price tag is the cheapest it's been all it is in forever, basically. Mm. Um, I think that you're investing in a guy that's not blanking, and you're going to just – you're rolling the dice here. Just like everybody else who's who's picking up Mane and Firmino is, because nobody knows what else they're going to do. Everybody else is rolling the dice that they're going to do something as well. So guess what? I'm rolling the dice on Philippe Coutinho because you know why? He's got one L and two P's. Period. That's why I'm picking Philippe Coutinho. On forward, I'm going Solomon Rondon. Uh, West Brom, they they got to do something here. Bournemouth, the amount of goals that they've let up in the last nine games is just abysmal. They're not a defensively stout team. Rondon's going to do something. Uh, or he's dead to me. I, I don't own him, or I'm not bringing him in. But I'm just saying you should. I'm just recommending that West. He's a he's a good tout this week because um, Bournemouth's defense is just abysmal. And onto my sits uh, for my forward, Christian Benteke. Palace is just not consistent enough offensively for me that they're worth any kind of investment. Uh, I'd like to see Zaha get back on get back on the train and, and do some fantasy goodies. Um, and that would help Benteke, but unfortunately I don't think it's going to happen this week. Uh, through the midfield, Mikel Antonio, you've talked about Snodgrass, and I love Snodgrass. Um, by the way, it, we're going to be talking about this in a little bit, Kev. Uh, have you seen Snodgrass' price in DFS? Uh, it's like in the sevens, right? It's eight, 8900 I think it's 8900 Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Uh, anyway, so Mikel Antonio, uh, he's got one assist only in his last four 
Watford is a better defensive team at home. I believe they only let up three goals in their last four, three games there. Anyway, I could have just made that stat up, but it sounds right because I think I looked it up. And then on defense, uh, Burnley defense, just pick one. Me, Keane, Loughton, Langevin, you know, DeVries, anybody who's in there. Anybody who's in their player universe, uh, they're away from home and they don't play as well. So that usually is in your favor when when stats say they're not good anywhere. So got to believe them. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'd like to uh, elaborate on your Zaha point. Uh, Just two goals in his last ten matches that he's played. That's not counting the two he was gone. (laughs) Then it would be one in ten, which is worse. Uh, Then... Just listen to this combination of things. Crystal Palace face four top ten defenses in the next five matches uh, and are going to miss match week 28. Uh, so, yeah, things are not about to get better for them. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, Borough have the third best away defense in the league. So, they, yeah, it's, it's it's really not looking good for Crystal Palace. I kind of use the cop-out as my forward to avoid. Uh, it's Manolo Gabbiadini. He has three goals in two matches. But one was a handball, but whatevers. Uh, but he's the second most transferred in player this week behind Mane. And he doesn't play this week. <laughs> what? What? Craziness. Stop that. <laughs> crazy, crazy sauce. It is crazy sauce. What flavor do you think crazy sauce would have? Uh, is it a like, savory or is it a sweet? I think it would probably be something that, that lasts and sticks in your mouth for a while because it would probably be like a bitter like a bitter taffy? Yeah, like a, like a, I don't know. I was going to say like a mango habanero. Oh, oh, but that's good though. <laughs> oh my gosh. So uh, I, was, I was at a, a friend's recently and uh, his wife brought out some uh, chocolates to munch on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one was like, you know, those lint truffle things? Yeah, yeah I love yeah. those things. But it was pumpkin spice. Ooh. And uh, I what was is like, that from? October? Yeah, I was like, I don't know. Well, I assume she was just getting rid of it. Um, the girl I was with was like, oh, I really want chocolate, but I don't want pumpkin spice. And I kid you not, like she like disappeared for a little bit. I was like, oh, whatever. Uh, and then I walked in on her in the kitchen, and she had bit through the outer shell, scooped out, the, <laughs> um, scooped out the pumpkin bit, thrown it in the trash, and just ate the shell. I was like, are you are you kidding me? You took a whole thing that somebody else might have liked and just got rid of the whole inner bit just to have a shell of milk chocolate. That is one of the most depressing things I think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that's that's pretty ghetto. It's like sucking off all the uh, the yellow on lemon heads. Yeah. Yeah, or um the people that just like absorb all the, the sourness off the sour patch kids. Yeah. Just make them gummy bears. Yeah, or turn them into Swedish fish, I think yeah. is the is that yeah. it? Yeah, that, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. You're so, yeah. smart. Hey, man, I've read books. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of those booksmen. Uh, oh, man, where was I going with that? Talking about pumpkin lint truffles. Oh, uh, for defenses. <laughs> you too much Zaha. Right, right. Zaha's crap. Gabby Dini doesn't play this week. Um, uh, for defense, they seem like very obvious matchups this week. Mm-hmm. So I don't there. have any, like, shock ones. But you, you said that you trust West Brom. I'm still a little leery. I know they've picked up their clean sheet pace. But oh, man, it's hard to trust. I'm still fine with McCauley because he actually scores goals. I think Niam is a sneaky option as well. 
but I'm just not super sold on it. And Stoke, while they have been looking better, I don't think are going to keep Tottenham out this week. I already mentioned the stats about how awful Stoke have been against Tottenham of late. Um, but it continues to look like um, both Pickford for Sunderland and uh, Butland is starting to get back into some training. So just kind of keep an eye on that. I think we're still about a month away from Butland uh, mm-hmm. even being in contention. But that would obviously immediately help uh, the Stoke defense there. All right, well, that's it for our starts and sits. Uh, Rob, I know I asked earlier if you were making any moves. Wait, I don't know if that was on air or off air. Hey, Rob, you make any moves? <laughs> yeah, I made I made one, tentatively going to make another. Uh, I brought in Felipe Pitino for Alexis Sanchez. Um, I don't know what else I'm going to do. I don't I don't have anybody else on my my team that that double blanks right now. So I do own two Spurs players, but they'll be gone before the the, the week 28 blank uh so i'm running with foster and goal i have baines as pulaqueta alonzo peters and i can't get rid of charlie daniels yet but it that would be my second move this week to bring in a west brom defender possibly and then my midfield is uh davies coutinho sigurdsson phillips ali through the midfield and then i have lukaku and kane up top oh kev you worried about lukaku uh, having a little yellow yellow uh you know Caution wet floor sign above him. Man, my concerns with Lukaku are so much deeper than a little yellow triangle. True. Very true. <laughs> oh, man, I've been hurt so many times before. Yeah. yeah. He's like he's like Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction. Like like that scene <laughs> that scene with the bunny. Like him not scoring is the scene in the, with the bunny in the pot. <laughs> For those that don't know, go watch Fatal Attraction. What are you doing with yourself? Oh, it's a kid's movie. Bring your kids. Or don't. Yeah, maybe maybe don't bring your kids for that. Lukaku, yeah, it's just so hard to trust him. Um, I had the choice, as I mentioned earlier, between Lukaku and Costa. Luka- Can I not say their names back to back? Lukaku and, and Costa. Kaka. Lukaku and Kaka. <laughs> um, anyway, so I, I went for Costa. Yeah, Lukaku, I, I just have a hard time to trust. But, you know, Morales has lost some playing time. By the way, De La Faye is playing decently for Milan, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird. If you give him playing time, he plays football well. Um, but with Morales' weird playing time and the whole Holgate thing and the whole Tom Davis thing, um, I, I do think people should probably start looking towards Lukaku. The fact that he plays both weeks does help. And if mm-hmm. Lukaku does well the next two weeks, then I may switch Costa to Lukaku when Costa blanks in 28. But, um, yeah, for now, I, I just couldn't buy in on Lukaku. And I just told you what my move was, moving yeah. to Costa. Um, there are some interesting captain's uh, options this week. Uh, two of them are people that I've tipped already in Kane and Costa. Are you looking down those lines or is there somebody yeah. else that you're eyeing for that big C? It looks like it looks like a Kane a Harry Kane week this week, I think. It's either Kane or Costa. If you're a Costa owner, I think it's Costa. If you're a Kane owner, it's Kane. If you have both, flip a coin. I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, Kane's record against Stoke, very good. I, I just I think Swansea has a is, is a very underrated defensively team now. I think they're coming to be, coming together better as a as a defensive. I unit think the players team. are still awful, but I agree that Paul Clement has oh. got the unit working very well. Yeah, I, I'm 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 kind of a big fan of Martin Olsen to be honest with you. Oh yeah, he's I like Olsen. He's just basically yeah. a winger though. Yeah, yeah, he's basically Victor Moses is basically what he is. Yeah, uh, but he's done very well, and that goal was very well done. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. All right. So those are our captain guys. Uh. What What else do we do? We, we talk about other stuff. Baseball. Usually the end. Oh, yeah, it is baseball time. Oh my gosh, Gregory Polanco is so large now. Yeah, he's what all on earth. He's all swole. He found he found a GNC. 
<laughs> it's like he ate Polanco from two years ago. Mm-hmm. It's craziness. Uh, on uh, Twitter, John Wallen was like, uh, I said, it looks like he's swapping from a 15-30 guy to a 30-15 guy. And he was like, I'll take 30-30. I was like, while we're asking, why not just go for a 1990 Bonds, which yeah. was a 50 plus 30 plus. Yeah, exactly. Let's just do or you know, let's just do forty forty. Yeah, do Jose Canseco. Yeah. Did oh wait, did did Upton ever get close? Not Upton. Um um um. A Rod? No. Dodgers. Kemp. Kemp. Yeah. Did he ever even get close? Because it was that one he, year. I think he got thirty thirty. Mm. Oh, and then the next year he was like, next year we're doing forty forty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, by the way, it's so frustrating. This uh, preseason. Stuff about real baseball. Fantasy is obviously different. But in real baseball, whenever it's like, oh, he's in the best shape of his life. He's never seen the ball better. He's adjusted his stance. You're like, none of this means anything until we actually get to see them. Because players are always going to say they're in the best shape or that they've adjusted things if they were playing poorly. Exactly. Like There was a, a five-minute conversation about Jamison Tyon on MLB Network today, and it was all about how he can dunk. I was like, oh, I hate the offseason so much. He's also like six. He's like six five. He's he six can't eight. Dunk at, he's yeah, six if eight he two thirty. Yeah, if he can't dunk at six eight, he sucks. As a professional five, athlete, yeah. I'm five nine, and I, I could I could touch the rim. Mm. What, is that, what does that mean? Nothing. Yeah, I used to be able to dunk before I messed up my shoulder. My problem is that my hand isn't big enough to palm the ball, so I have to kind of tomahawk it. Uh, and then when I mess up my shoulder, I didn't have that range of motion anymore. No. Which is pretty sad. Oh, the days of yore. I remember when I used to trap bison on the front frontier. <laughs> what, what kind of trap did you use? I used a, I used a dynamite. Oh, the, the dynamite trap. What uh, Did that make the meat spoil? No, it just made me have to collect it. Mm, oh, from all the different places? Well, yeah. is, this is a question. Does dynamite have a lot of heat when it explodes? Like, would it also partially cook the meat? Yeah, it jerkied it. Oh, so, it, oh, it slow dried it. Interesting. Yeah. That's not what I would have assumed. Yeah, it slow dried it into abomination oblivion. <laughs> right. It slow dried it with a quick explosion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Standard. Yeah. Um, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, clearly we don't have anything else of note to talk about. So, Rob, why don't you tell the folks where they can find you? Uh, you can find me on rasball.com. I do uh, baseball stuff there, and I do soccer rankings and other transfer musings and all that other good stuff. Come by. It's fun. It's not for the light of heart. We, we like to make fun of you. So if you have a you know you have something you want to say, say it. If, you, if you're afraid that we're going to say something about what you just said, don't, don't, don't say it. Uh, and then you can <laughs> find me on Twitter at Smokey underscore Loogie. And you, know, you can find me and Kevin doing other stuff all around the webs. The world wide webs. Um, yeah, I'm your other host, Kevin DeVries, at Kevroff on Twitter. I'm now the lead fantasy writer over at Goal.com, so check those out. Kind of between two and three articles a week, but uh, they'll all be pushed out from the Goal Betting uh, Twitter, or I'll just retweet things and stuff. Um, so check those out. I'm still writing for the Eaglesbeak.com. That's once weekly. Uh, five players that I like and five players that I don't like each week. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, our DFS show. Um, which usually goes up on Thursdays. We may do that a day early this week. Not really sure yet, but again, just keep an eye on all of our Twitters. Uh, and also check out the EPL Roundtable and EPL Index Twitters where uh, 
we tell you about all of our shows and everything that's been going on. And uh, if you're just joining us for the first time, because you usually listen to the EPL Roundtable Premier League show, and that didn't happen this week, uh, welcome to the fantasy world. If you made it through 52 minutes and are just realizing that this is only about fantasy, that's uh, pretty impressive. So I don't know why I'm saying this anymore. So best of luck to your teams this week, and we'll catch you next time. Peace.